MSW Media. Big shout out today to Helix Sleep. Take their two-minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans and use code HELIXPARTNER. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Monday, June 5th, 2023. Today, Robert Costa reports that Trump's lawyers are meeting with the Department of Justice in the documents case this week, and the documents grand jury will be back in session this week after weeks of inactivity. A key Mueller witness begs the court for mercy for his seditious cousin. The Department of Justice has cleared Pence of wrongdoing for the classified documents found in his home. And a federal judge has ruled the Tennessee drag ban is unconstitutional. I'm your host, Allison Gill. Hey, everybody. Happy Monday. We're in a new week. I'll be traveling to D.C. this week because I think some big things are about to go down. So we'll find out. But I will be in D.C. this week. So this Friday, there will not be a Zoom happy hour, but I will let patrons know if we're going to have a meetup in D.C. And uh, I'll keep you posted, you know, on the the email address that you signed up with Patreon for. And I'll also send out uh, messages on the, the Patreon board. All right. Dana will be back tomorrow. I miss her so much. I miss her when she's gone, but she'll be back with us tomorrow. Fear not. And then, of course, uh, Wednesday, we'll have an episode of Clean Up on All 45. And there is a new episode of Jack Out. came out yesterday on Sunday with me and Andy McCabe. So you definitely want to catch up on all your Jack Smith news this week. Probably. Prob's a good idea. All right. uh, Speaking of that, let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. First up from NBC News, the federal grand jury that has been hearing evidence in the Department of Justice's investigation of the former president, Donald Trump, and his handling of classified documents is expected to meet again this coming week in Washington. That's according to multiple people familiar with the investigation. Now, prosecutors working for special counsel Jack Smith have been presenting the grand jury with evidence and witness testimony for months But activity slowed in recent weeks based on observations at the courthouse and from sources. Now, it's unclear whether prosecutors are prepared to seek an indictment at this point. The Justice Department would not comment on the status of the investigation because they don't. According to uh, reporting from NBC News, though, and other outlets, prosecutors face two central legal questions. Did Trump wrongfully retain classified documents after he left the White House? And I should make a correction here on NBC. It's it's not really about classified documents. It's about national defense, documents with national defense information, because there was no classification system when the Espionage Act was written in 1917. And two, did he later obstruct the government's efforts to retrieve them or to investigate him? We should put that in there as well. That's kind of missing. If Smith decides to charge Trump, it would be the first time a former president's been charged with a federal crime. He's been charged with state crimes in New York, we know. And Fonnie Willis is doing her thing down in Georgia. She's set to announce in the first couple of weeks of August, maybe the last week of July, but probably the first couple of weeks of August. And Robert Costa is reporting that two sources with knowledge of the investigation have told CBS that Trump's legal team could meet with the Justice Department officials this week on the classified documents case. Special counsel's office has declined to comment. No response from Trump's lawyers today on that possibility. So 
what Robert Costa is saying here is that it wasn't Trump's lawyers who told him that, which is interesting. Uh, I find that very interesting. I'm wondering who may have said that if it wasn't Trump's attorneys, unless he's talking about different attorneys of Trump and not specifically the ones on the documents case. I'm not sure. This is just from a, a tweet that I'm reading from from Robert Costa at CBS. And, you know, I want to emphasize, you know, they had sent a letter before demanding a, a meeting with Merrick Garland about the unjust treatment of the former president by special counsel Jack Smith, who's been treated very unfairly. He's treating our clients very unfairly. They put out that letter. Remember, it was like May 23rd or something like that. Well, it looks like there might actually be a meeting. And these meetings generally are when you come in and pitch to the DOJ why your client should not be indicted. And I asked Andy how these meetings generally go. And he said, you know, well, they they come in and they give their side of the story. And the DOJ says, we'll take it under advisement and see you later. And there's really, it's not more, it's not like a back and forth, right? It's just come in and, and plead your case to us. I don't know of any circumstances other than Andy McCabe's, where somebody hasn't been indicted after a meeting like that took place. But I don't know if it was the meeting or the fact that there just wasn't any evidence in that case. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Andy and I will have a lot to talk about this weekend on the next episode of Jack. I'll be in D.C. all week. And Hugo Lull has reported on Twitter that he believes the grand jury has been meeting on Thursdays and Fridays for the documents case. So, that's when they might possibly meet. They could meet any day, really. I mean, you can bring a, a grand jury back in whenever you want, but they generally meet on, uh, usually meet on Thursdays and Fridays. And so if that meeting with the DOJ and the Trump lawyers on the documents case happens Tuesday, Wednesday, there could be voting on indictments on Thursday and Friday. That's all speculation. We don't know. All we know is that they're, they might be coming back in this week and I'll be in D.C., all right. So next up from Kyle Cheney and Josh Gerstein at Politico, the Justice Department has ended the investigation into the former Vice President Mike Pence and his handling of classified documents that were discovered in his home. That's according to a letter sent by DOJ to Pence's attorney obtained Friday by Politico. The letter, dated June 1st, arrived just days before Pence is expected to launch his presidential bid. The Justice Department confirmed the authenticity of the letter, but declined comment, as they do. The department's decision was first reported by CNN. The announcement closes a chapter, Cheney and Gerstein say, that began in January when Pence tapped an attorney to search his Indiana home for potential classified documents. That was a decision he made after a similar discovery was made at President Joe Biden's private residence in Delaware. Pence's former vice presidential counsel, Greg Jacob, informed the National Archives that the search uncovered about a dozen records with classified markings at his residence. The Justice Department quickly intervened to take possession of the records, and the FBI would later search Pence's residence for additional materials at Pence's invitation. It wasn't like a search warrant was needed. Immediately after the discovery of the records, Pence quickly indicated his willingness to cooperate with authorities, suggested he was unaware of the presence of the classified documents in his home. That shit happens. That's probably what happened in the Joe Biden classified documents thing. I think it's probably what happened with those two classified documents found at the offsite storage facility near Mar-a-Lago. You know, I don't think Trump knew that those were there. It's easy to lose track of these things, especially if you don't pack them up. If you don't know they're there, that's not a crime. Just give them back. If you don't give them back, then you're a crime, uh, committing a crime. Attorney General Merrick Garland appointed special counsel Robert Hur to handle the Biden matter, but DOJ has remained silent about how the Pence matter would be treated. I said they wouldn't hire a special counsel. Everybody thought I was crazy and that he had to because he appointed a special counsel for Biden and Trump. 
And then there would be three special counsels and it would just be idiotic. But that is not what happened. And this is exactly what I thought would happen that did happen. The letter suggests Pence matter was handled on a separate track from hers probe, just handled by the DOJ. Both discoveries followed the August 2022 FBI search warrant executed at Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence to reclaim the highly classified documents that the DOJ indicated had been withheld from the National Archives and DOJ investigators. Trump reacted quickly to the news about Pence, trying to equate his conduct to Pence's. (laughs) That's great, but when am I going to be fully exonerated? I'm at least as innocent as he is. I'm at least as innocent as he is. What a fucking statement. Trump is being probed not only for retaining sensitive material, but for potentially seeking to obstruct the DOJ's efforts to recover them. That's a probe that is the subject of special counsel Jack Smith's investigation, which appears to be nearing the final stages. That's from Politico. And also from Cheney, a blast from the past, a key cooperator in special counsel Mueller's investigation of the former guy is pleading for leniency for a convicted January 6th felon who is also his cousin. In a bizarre only in Washington tale, Sam Patton, who pled guilty in 2018 to acting as an unregistered lobbyist for a pro-Russian political party in Ukraine, is the cousin of Noah Bacon, a Massachusetts resident found guilty in March by a jury for obstructing an official proceeding. Court documents indicate Bacon was among the earliest riders to enter the Capitol and spent 10 minutes on the Senate floor after watching others attack police officers trying to keep them out of the chamber. Quote, because of the counts that occasion this moment, Noah is the second felon in our family, and I am the first. That's what Patton wrote in a two-page letter to U.S. District Court Judge Chris Cooper, who was slated to sentence Bacon on July 27th. The letter, dated June 1st, was posted on the court docket Friday morning. It's a twist on the typical small world story of clubby Washington, this is Cheney writing, where lobbyists, congressional staffers, government employees, and contractors cross paths in the halls of power and occasionally in the courthouse. Here, a figure associated with the first major scandal of Trump's presidency, his ties to Russia, is literally related to a perpetrator associated with his last, a bid to subvert the transfer of power to President Joe Biden. And Sam Patton is completely blindsided, he says, by this. Quote, until the news broke about the arrest, I was unaware Noah was a Trump supporter. In fact, I was quite surprised. We have one uncle who supports Trump, but the rest of our family has always been very liberal. Even though I'm more conservative and was convicted in a Trump-related investigation, I voted against Trump twice. Patton, who also cooperated with congressional investigations, noted in his letter, he's one of the only key witnesses charged in connection with Mueller's probe who wasn't ultimately pardoned by Donald Trump. Patton pled guilty to attempting to help a pro-Russian Ukrainian oligarch access Trump's inauguration, part of prosecutors' review of efforts by foreign interests to seek influence in Trump's incoming administration. Patton had ties to many of the other pro-Trump figures connected to Mueller's probe, from Manafort to Bannon to Kalimnik, Konstantin Kalimnik. Patton's letter was equal parts about his own wild journey through the legal system as it was about his cousins. He described his belief in restorative justice— which he said he learned amid his own path through the court system. Quote, in the former Soviet Union, where I spent a substantial amount of time, people distinguish between political crimes and antisocial ones. This is probably because of a learned distrust of the state on our, uh, on meeting out justice. Sorry, there was a, a sick spelling error in his letter on meeting out justice. In America, we do not discriminate. A criminal is a criminal. One reason we have been able to afford this distinction is because people trust judges to demonstrate fairness and when deserved mercy. 
Patton's letter is also not his first in connection with a criminal sentencing situation. In 2020, Patton was brutally stabbed in Northwest Washington, D.C. by a man now serving a 72-month sentence for the attack. Quote, when I wrote to his sentencing judge, I stressed my willingness to forgive if the convicted took responsibility for the attack. Sadly, my assailant did not own his crime. Ownership, or the lack of it, is the first step of the healing process for all sides in the restorative justice equation. Noah does not deny his crimes and has expressed remorse. As a felon myself for nonviolent offense, I know how difficult life is after serving one sentence continues to be. Patton said that his fall from Washington prominence, which followed his guilty plea, has completely altered the trajectory of his life. Today, I work as a line cook, a bus driver, and a guest room cleaner while I seek employment closer to my talents that once put me near the top of my profession. I used to advise national leaders around the world. It is a humbling and potentially devastating brand to bear. That is from Sam Patton's letter. And from Emily West at News Channel 5 in Nashville. That's News Channel 5, the number 5, newschannel5.com. Tennessee's version of not allowing drag queens and kings in public settings has been declared unconstitutional by a federal judge in Memphis, according to a ruling filed late Friday night. The ruling was determined based on the First Amendment and freedom of speech. The suit started with Friends of Georgia's Inc. That's a nonprofit organization based in Memphis that produces drag-centric performances, comedy sketches, and plays. This came after the legislature created a bill that Governor Bill Lee quickly signed into law that restricted adult cabaret performances, which includes exotic dancers, strippers, and female impersonators in public spaces and in the presence of children. Those found in violation could have been punished by a fine up to up to $2,500 or a year in jail, up to a year. And the law became known as the Adult Entertainment Act. Friends of George sued, and a judge filed a temporary restraining order ever since they sued to figure out the merits of the case. Quote, the Tennessee General Assembly can certainly use its mandate to pass laws that their communities demand. This is Judge Thomas Parker. But that mandate as to speech is limited by the First Amendment to the United States Constitution, which commands that laws infringing on the freedom of speech must be narrow and well-defined. And the Adult Entertainment Act is neither. The law was supposed to take effect July 1st. It's not clear if the Tennessee attorney general will appeal the case to a higher court. I imagine, probably, but it's just blatantly unconstitutional to tell people how to dress or not to dress. I mean, it's it, this to me is a pretty open and shut case for any, uh, whatever side you are on, on this particular Supreme Court. Hopefully I'm right. This uh, Supreme Court has done some pretty astounding things, as we know. All right, we'll be right back with the good news. If you have any good news, send it to us by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact, filling out the form, and uh, we'll get it. We'll read it on the air. Thank you so much, everybody. Stick around. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Ever since my Helix Sleep mattress and I first found each other, my nights have been simply a dream, a dream come true, literally. It's got my back with just the right firmness, comfort, and support. Uh, Every night's sleep feels even better than the one before. I have never had a better mattress, like head and shoulders above the rest. Just go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. And you'll get 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows. 
Step into the Helix universe with 20 uniquely designed mattresses from the acclaimed Lux collection to the newly released Elite collection. They have special designs for everyone, including big and tall folks and the little ones. You can uncover your match with the two-minute Helix sleep quiz and have your perfect mattress delivered right to your doorstep free of charge. Mine is the Midnight Model from Helix. It's perfect for side-sleeping folks like me. And you know I prefer a medium-firm bed, so it's perfect. I've been sleeping better than ever since it arrived. Helix stands by their promise with a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty, depending on the model. Nothing beats the comfort of home when testing out a mattress. I hate mattress stores. You never have to go to a mattress store again. Take the leap. Skip the store. Take the quiz. Find your match. Start enjoying the best sleep of your life. And now introducing Helix's Pièce de Résistance, the brand new high-end elite collection using their years of mattress mastery to take sleep to an entirely new level. And right now, Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans and use code HELIXPARTNER. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Good news. Good and news. if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, you want to play What the Mutt or What the Heck Wine, where I try to guess what kind of horse you have, uh, I love doing that. Um, if you have a whoopee story, shit kids say, shout out to somebody you love, adoptable pet in your area, anything you want to send us at all, a local business you want to give a shout out to, your business. I know we got a lot of makers and creators and entrepreneurs listening to this show. Send it into us by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. First up, from Mike, pronouns he and him. I'm not sure what this qualifies as. So here goes. Every Easter, we have an egg hunt at our house for our extended family. In the morning, I hide about 60 plastic eggs with candy or money inside. This year, one of the eggs my eight-year-old granddaughter found uh, had two small slugs. I'm thinking she found a leftover egg from last year. She was very surprised and wanted to take them home as pets. Mom and dad said no. She named them after her grandparents, Pete and Nancy. P.S. She loves all animals of all kinds. She's a tree hugger. Literally, she hugs trees and has conversations with them. I have sent along a picture of her and her new friends. Oh, look at the two slugs in the egg. Oh, and she's got, there's, there's a beautiful snake. Oh, that's amazing. That's lovely. I love this. I love this so much. Thank you for sending that in. That's good news. That is a good news story. Next up from Mo in Miami. Good morning, Baroness of the Beans. Herpetologists are those who actually study crazy things like frog orgies, and I spent my life studying frogs in the tropics. The frog jujitsu is amplexus, which is the love grasp seen in most frogs. Amplexus, it follows all the singing at the frog orgies. The little ones are the males because their sperm are tiny, whereas eggs are big, and so are the females. The males grab the females in a variety of positions to ensure that their sperm can get to her eggs. Like fishes, frogs have external fertilization for the most part. Anyway, frogs are fun. I thought I'd share Amplexus with you. Look it up. Lots of fun. Mo, that is fascinating. Amplexus. <laughs> the, the love grasp. <laughs> so great. Next up from Sinclair, pronouns she and her. Thanks to you both for your wonderful job that y'all do on this podcast. I can't start my day without it. I'm a sponsor on Jack, which is fantastic. And I love cleanup as well. Pete and Andy are terrific additions. We just love our sweet girls, Micah and Fiona. Is it Mika or Micah? Mika is a rescue, showed up on a friend's porch on a stormy Tuesday afternoon. 
Only a few days after, I had to put down my Greta, a Bassett chow mix. Mika is an Australian Shepherd golden mix with eyes that mesh her hair. Fiona is a Westie. I got Fiona as a present for Mika, and they are inseparable. They're so affectionate with us. They let us sleep in, but as soon as we're awake, life is full on. Look at these sweet babies. (gasps) Beautiful, beautiful babies. Thank you for sharing, Sinclair, your pets with us. Next up from Meryl. You don't read my questions, but eventually you wind up addressing all of my issues in your podcast anyway. I'm just going to use this opportunity to send you a little love because you are among my top list of heroes. I'm a little older than you are. I've been paying attention to politics since about 1965. So unfortunately, I've seen what leads up to the state we're in now. We have decades of allowing people with position, money, and power and connections to get away with breaking rules and laws while those of us who uh, have the least pay the most. I remember when we said the moral majority is neither. I remember the silent majority. Now we say Nazis, Christo-fascists, white supremacists, QAnon, MAGA, etc. Here are some find the cat photos. Hint, there are two tabbies and one black and white, one tuxedo, but they're not in every picture. Oh my goodness. First of all, this is a beautiful area. This would be my happy place. There's the tabby. I see the beautiful tabby. Oh, the roses are gorgeous. There's the tuxi or the moo cow. <gasps> so pretty. This is beautiful. Thank you for sending that in, Meryl. I appreciate that. Um, and I appreciate the kind words. Yeah. I know. Uh, I know what you're saying. Next up from Minnesota, Tracy. Pronoun she and her. Hello, Legumanistas. On Tuesday's What the Mutt, a listener submitted their dog, which was a Marama dog. Coincidentally, I had just seen a story on TikTok about how these dogs are used in Australia to guard endangered penguins. It's a sweet story. I will tag AG on TikTok. For my pet tax, I'm submitting a picture of my littles. Sisters Lemon on the left and Winnie on the right. If you guess they're dachshunds, my daughter would say you're wrong. She says they're German walking potatoes. Thank you for fighting the good fight and never stop. Look at them. Oh my gosh, I just want to squeeze their little cheeks and pet their velvety ears. They're so cute. Thank you so much for sending that in. I love Minnesota. Good job what's going on up in Minnesota, by the way. So awesome. Next up, Julianne, pronoun she and her. Can you guess the song by They Might Be Giants that my son illustrated for his middle school home economics stitchery assignment? Okay, first of all, that's the best opening sentence of anything I've read in a really long time. See attached photo. I was so proud. Uh, hint, LGF stands for little glowing friend. Well, I already know what it is now. You didn't even have to tell me. <laughs> you didn't have to give me a hint. I'm a single mom who raised a great kid and eight cats while starting a psychology practice. And now my son is a healthy adult. My beautiful cats have gone to the great beyond and I'm getting ready to retire the practice. I just need to tell you how at home it feels to listen to women talk about hard things and cute animals to the refrains of they might be giants. The matriarch of my cat family was Mimi Sora and we were uh, single moms together for 18 years. She came to me with her litter and I kept them all. She was my soulmate and she passed away peacefully five years ago this month. I hired a local woman artist to memorialize my beautiful cat family and included a few of their paintings. Thanks for your wise and passionate delivery of the truth during these turbulent times. Thank you, Julianne. Oh, hi, babies. Hi, beautiful baby cats. Oh, that's, by the way, a lovely yard. It's a great view. And yes, the They Might Be Giant song is uh, Birdhouse in Your Soul, right? That's with the little glowing friend. But really, I'm not actually your friend. It's a great song when you think about the lyrics. It's from the perspective of, of a nightlight, a little bluebird nightlight in a bathroom. And he's like, you know, 
I have a secret to tell from my electrical well because he's plugged in. Uh, I have a message and I'm sending out my whistles and bells. So the room must listen to me, filibuster vigilantly, because he's always on. Blue Canary in the outlet by the light switch who watches over you. And I like how he says, there's a picture opposite me of my primitive ancestry, which stood on rocky shores and kept the beaches shipwreck free. In the bathroom, there's a painting of a lighthouse. And I just, I love the way that they they do that, they, how they make the lyrics, you know, in, in, in a roundabout way, say what they wanted to say. So yeah, if you haven't heard that they might be giants, check them out. You hear them every time you listen to this show. <laughs> they do they do all the embed music at the ads and the outro and the intro, and um, they're a fantastic, fantastic band. So thanks to they might be giants, and thanks to our patrons. Thank you so much. You make this show possible. Um, without you, we wouldn't be able to to do it. So thank you so much. Dana will be back tomorrow. I know I miss her too. And until then, please, everybody take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, take care of your mental health, vote blue over Q and bring someone with you. I've been AG and them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis's first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA. As a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler... How much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary... They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, show me in a courtroom how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing on the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th. Or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now.